Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> and we're hanging out for the full three hours. That's right. Three big ones. Right of its own Larry and Gordon at 10 p.m. So a lot of things that we are going to have to chew on, digest, you name it, on this Tuesday night here in NYC. As always, you can get me on Twitter, at Dan Grasa, G-R-A-C-A. And we got a jam-packed night of sports, which is always fun. You got the Mets and Yankees in action. No Max Scherzer. What else is new? We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Hey, the only thing better than a Dave Peterson start is a short-notice Dave Peterson start, and they're already losing one nothing. Devils go for the equalizer tonight at the Rock against the Carolina Hurricanes, so we'll keep uh, our eyes on that. We are one day closer to the release of the NFL schedule. A lot of promise for the Jets and the Giants. Figure to be a lot of primetime assignments because, hey, both teams are going to be good this year. At least we hope, at least we think, and it's New York. And I'm sure the NFL scheduling makers, the TV honchos, probably think as much as well. So you're going to see a lot of games under the lights for their respective teams. You also got a couple of good playoff games in the NBA this evening. Sixers and the Boston Celtics about to do battle. And, of course, a little bit later on, you got Denver and Phoenix out west. And I say, you know, good playoff matchups because, you know, if you want to talk about the series involving the team here with the Knickerbockers and the Miami Heat, um, I don't know if you can call it a good series, can we? I mean, I don't know what you've seen, especially over the last couple of games, that would classify as, yeah, that that that's good basketball. Maybe if you're a Miami Heat fan, because right now they're the ones having all the fun. They're the ones that can actually put on the TV or watch in person and get some satisfaction out of the way that their team is playing, the way that their team is actually laying it all out there to try to maybe advance to the conference finals in the Eastern Conference, when maybe, just maybe, a little door of opportunity was kept open. And you know what? It was the Miami Heat who were the ones who did that by knocking off the Milwaukee Bucks in round one. The team to beat in the Eastern Conference, supposedly. And if you just want to narrow it down to last night, different game, more of the same, right? I mean, it wasn't maybe as bad as what we all had to witness on Saturday afternoon, that garbage. But last night wasn't anything pretty either. There were a lot of similarities between what happened in game three and what happened in game number four. Bottom line is this, and I, I, I tweeted this out. I don't remember if it was last night or whatever. Here's the bottom line. We've played four games in this series, 16 quarters of basketball. Tell me out of the 16 quarters, how many of them have the Knicks been the better team? Tell me. I'd be hard-pressed right now to even say that it's more than three. So if you're only the better team in three out of 16 quarters, you really think that you're going to have the upper hand in a series? No, you're probably going to be in a situation that the Knicks find themselves in right now, which is down three games to one. And you know what? Let's be honest with one another. We're all friends here, right? We all know each other. If Jimmy Butler doesn't miss game two, series might be over already. We might be doing the Nick postmortem tonight and looking back on what was and maybe what could have been, and what hap- what has to change in order for things to get better so they can take it a step further next season. 
You know, what does the summer look like? And you know, we could be having that conversation 48 hours from now. At the way things are going, I mean, you got to be hard-pressed to think the Knicks can even rally on the home floor tomorrow and even get this thing back to Miami. Because there's got to be some want to. Don't you think? Talent alone is not going to win you games. You have to actually go out there and want it. And I am just tired, and I'm sure you feel the same way, of seeing the same things over and over and over again in this series. I mean, last night, if I had to watch Miami get one more offensive rebound, I was going to throw something through the television. How many more offensive rebounds was this team going to pull in? Second-chance points. Forget about second-chance points. How about third-chance points? Because they kept getting offensive rebounds. Miami had seven Seven offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter alone. They didn't make a three-pointer in the fourth quarter, but they got every damn rebound that they had to get. Knicks were careless with the basketball, turning it over left and right, and it just seemed like the Heat had every single answer. Every single answer. And you know what? That happened in game number two also, the game that the Knicks won. Every time it looked like the Knicks were maybe going to get back in the game, the Heat always had an answer. From their role players. And the only difference between game number two, for example, and last night when the Heat keep coming up with the answers to the test is that Jimmy Butler was playing last night. Or else maybe the Knicks aren't even as fortunate in game two as I just got done saying. I couldn't believe. I I was shocked. Stunned. That the Heat only had 13 threes in that game last night. Only 13? Because every time you looked up, it was like the Heat were draining one down the other end of the floor. It felt like they had 33. I mean, loose balls, 50-50 balls. Can you, you know, some of these guys, can can you make, I know it's asking a lot. You know, I know it's only round two of the NBA playoffs. I know you're getting paid millions of dollars. I get it. I get it. I know maybe you don't feel all that great. It's a long season. You know, you've played already, what, 82 and 580? You know, you're over 90 games now at this point. I I know it. I know. But can you maybe pretend that you want to hit the deck and come up with one of these loose balls? Maybe, just maybe, maybe fight for it a little bit. After all, like I said, it is the NBA playoffs. Instead, I see how many guys on this team, when a ball is on the deck, that they're just bending down. They look like me when the keys fall out of my pocket in my driveway and I'm bending down to pick up the car keys. That's what Knicks looked like last night whenever there was a loose ball. Meantime, you got Miami guys who were down on the ground wrestling for it like it was their last dollar. That's not good enough. Talent alone is not good enough in this series. We look at this series on paper, and we looked at it before it even started. You thought that the Knicks had the better team. They had the more talented team from top to bottom. And through four games, if you didn't know anything about basketball and you just turned on this series and you were just checking in to see like, oh, you know, let me see what's happening with the Knicks and the Miami. You would have thought that the Heat were the team that was favored and that they were the ones that should be playing the way they are versus what we've seen from the Knicks. Remember after that Cleveland series, by the way? Have we talked about how critical the Knicks bench was in that first round? Remember that? And it was. It was a big difference in the series. Knicks' second unit was great because Cleveland really doesn't have a bench. And right now, I'm looking at the Knicks, and their reserves look like the Cavs did in the first round. 32-10 to 10 last night in favor of Miami when it came to the bench scoring. 
two to ten? You know what the bench scoring for the series has been through four games? 116 to 62. Plus 54 for the Miami Heat. Now, look, I understand last night, no quickly. I get it. But you know what? What was the excuse before he went down on Saturday? Not like anything was working there. Last night, I mean, it, it, it finally took them to be so shorthanded that Tom Thibodeau had no other choice but to put Josh Hart back on the bench where he belongs because he provides a, a, a very important spark off the bench and put Grimes back in the starting lineup, and Hart has an off game by Josh Hart's standards. Now what? Where do you go from here? Now what? Because it doesn't look like Quickly's going to play tomorrow either. He's listed as doubtful. I don't care that their season's on the line. If you can't play, you can't play. You know, how many big plays has Kyle Lowry made in this series? Kyle Lowry was a guy that, you know, we basically all put in a retirement home. But think about how critical he was in game one. Think about how huge he was last night. Kyle Lowry has made more winning plays already in this series than some of the key players on the New York Knicks. Key players. Kyle Lowry's made more plays in this series already in just those two games that I referenced than maybe Julius Randle's made the entire damn series. And that's your all-star. That's supposed to be your best player. How's that working out so far? Oh, by the way, I think Julius Randle just fouled out again. Oh, wait a sec, or or, or he turned the ball over again. One or the other. Caleb Martin. I mean, you name it. Guys who aren't household names. Max Struess. Big play after big play after big play. Where is that coming from the Knicks side? Can somebody step up? I mean, what is it going to take? I mean, you're at, at this point, you have to forget about winning the series. You really do. You got to forget about it. The old cliche, you got to get one at a time. Well, you know what? You come back to the garden tomorrow night. Place is going to be packed. Maybe Aaron Rodgers will be there. Provide some luck. And you got to find a way to win the game. No excuses. Numbers are not in their favor. I get it. Knicks are 0-13 in their franchise history when down 3-1 in a playoff series. Heat are 13-0. So the odds are completely stacked against them. But right now, especially with what I've seen the last couple of nights, and you may feel the same, you might feel different, this is now giving me creepy Atlanta vibes from two years ago. I kind of felt like round one was a little bit like the Atlanta series, but like the opposite in favor of the Knicks. This one, though, is playing out almost exactly like the Atlanta one two years ago. Right? Knicks get the split in the first two games at home. You go down to Atlanta. You play two horrible games down there, just like you did in Miami, where they've led, I think, what, for 24 seconds or something like that? The Knicks had a lead in the two games in Miami? And then he said the same thing two years ago, that, all right, come back to the Garden for game number five, at least win that and get it back to Atlanta for game six. Nope. And that's why tomorrow doesn't give me a hell of a lot of confidence. Lot to unpack here. We got a lot to unpack. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Plenty of your Nick calls tonight. We'll hear from the particulars as well, how they tried to make sense of what was a disappointing outing all the way around, no matter how you want it to slice it. We'll monitor the baseball tonight, the hockey, basketball playoffs, a lot of stuff on the table over the course of the next few hours. Dan Gross' show, we're rolling till 10 tonight, right here on 98.7 ESPN.
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Devils out to a one nothing lead. Over the Canes, Jack Hughes is sixth of the playoffs from Timo Meyer. There you go. Still a long way to go. Come on. Still a long way to go in this one. As they go for the equalizer at the Prudential Center, Mets now in a 3 nothing hole against the Cincinnati Reds in the second inning. So a, another excellent start by David Peterson just continuing to spin out of control. Um, but we're talking Knicks because things aren't much better for them right now as their season is on the line next time they step out on the floor tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden. And look, you hope the home crowd can lift them to a win. Couldn't do it in game number one, right? So this Miami team, they're not phased by any of this stuff. You got guys on this team that have been to the conference finals. You know, they've been through the playoff wars. A lot more than the guys on the Knicks team have. You know, they're built for this. This Heat team, if, if one thing we found out about them in this series, they, aren't, they don't care about the regular season. They use the regular season as a mail-in. As a necessary evil, just get in is their philosophy. They go to the playing tournament, you know what? They lose the first game, and then they somehow get in as the eighth. They play Milwaukee and beat the Bucs. They don't care. This is a Miami team that was one of the worst shooting teams in the NBA during the regular season, and they have been lights out. Lights out in this series. And that's the other thing that's disappointing about last night specifically. I mean, the Knicks shot almost 50% from the floor last night. 50% from the floor. You shoot 50%, you're supposed to win. And yet they were fighting an uphill battle all night long. That's not a good sign. All right, you only need to be watching basketball for five minutes to realize, you know what, that's probably not good. And that's where we are. That's the reality right now. You know, I, I, I mentioned a little while ago, right, How much fight does this team have? How much do you want it? Well, ask Julius Randle about that fight last night. Maybe they want it more. I don't know. That's been who we are all year. And uh, we got to find a way to, you know, step up and and make those plays if we want to keep the season alive. You believe this? Game four of the playoffs? 90-plus games into the season, and, and, and you need a pep talk from somebody? You need to be motivated to go after loose balls? To give up your body, to want it more than the other team, and collectively, maybe that's not the message that is being conveyed in that room. Don't you think that that's a problem? And alarming, given the fact that now your season is on the line? 
I don't know what was worse, the game itself or what you heard in the postgame. I'll tell you this about Randall, though. All I do know, you need more. Need more from him. Forget about what he thinks about the team. Need more from him. He's one of your superstars. This time of year, your star's got to be your best players, and he has been anything but that. Anything but that. Like I said, Kyle Lowry, who's essentially on his last legs and he's going to the Hall of Fame. That guy coming off the bench has made more winning plays in this series than Julius Randle has, and that cannot happen. No way, no how should that be happening. 800-919-3776, that's the telephone number. All right, let's get some phone calls up here. Anthony and Wayne is going to start us off here on 98.7 ESPN. What's up, Anthony? How's it going, Dan? I just want to chime in on how the Heat's Vincent is just putting the full-court press on Brunson, and it takes about eight seconds just to cross the half-court line, and they have no answer. You're right about that. He's doing a fantastic job. And you know what? Give Spolster credit. They identified a mismatch, and they're trying to take advantage of it. That's what good teams do. That's what good coaches do, especially this time of year. But isn't Tibbs a good coach? Shouldn't he find a counter, whether set a good screen or find another type of answer? Well, here's a, he is a good coach. He really has been a good coach. Here's the difference, though, okay? The other guy's allowed to do it as well. The other guy, you know, it's a chess match. It's a chess match in the postseason. And right now, there's no other way to slice it. Spolster right now is out coaching Tom Thibodeau. No ifs, ands, or buts. Got to agree with that. But hopefully the Knicks pull it out and get three in a row. Go Knicks. Let's see what happens. Anthony, good phone call. Appreciate it. And look, how about one at a time? There's no way you can sit here and think about three in a row. No way. I, I, I can't allow myself. Jay in Newark is up next. Jay, what's going on? What's going on, man? Thanks for taking a call. Jay, good to hear from you. What's up? So, you know, I actually did throw my remote to my t- at my TV, and I'm going to have to replace it, and uh, regrettably. I never try to get, let myself get that upset. But other than effort, which I think that was the um, – that's kind of the theme of everyone who's been calling the shows, I kind of see that the team is also constructed. I wanted to see what you thought, but the team is constructed, constructed in a traditional way. Centers, a point guard. Randall is strictly a power forward, and we don't have much flexibility on those swing-type swing guards or those 6'6", six, 6'9", six, six, guys that could do everything, including shoot and, and distribute the ball and, and handle the ball. And I think in this era of basketball, I think that's a hindrance, no matter how good Coach Tibbs is. I just wanted to see if you think that's part of the problem. Here's the, to me, you know what the biggest problem is, Jay, I think right now? And, and you tell me what you think of this. How many guys does he really and truly – trust and have faith in right now on this roster because last night like take last night for example you know you don't have Emmanuel quickly and he's one of your most important players because this Knicks bench unit would not be what it what it is without quickly all season long he was the runner-up for sixth man of the year so you know you're down a guy you would think you would try to maximize all of your resources that you have I mean it's kind of all hands on deck it's the playoffs and yet outside of Josh Hart and Isaiah Hartenstein Nobody else really played a damn off the bench. Miles McBride played for four minutes. Obi Toppin got six minutes in the game last night. Six minutes. No, I totally agree. And that kind of ironically is part of the point where it's so old school, where you got this mentality that you're only going to use the same nine guys 
82 games a season, 82 times a year. I get it. They're great players. But, you know, this is a, a league where, and ironically, Pat Riley was supposed to be the same type of guy, a real taskmaster, but he seems to have grown with the times and have allowed things to evolve in a way that Tibbs hasn't. And I'm kind of thinking that maybe it's a little antiquated the way things have gone. You know, it's gotten us to a certain point, but maybe we should start thinking about doing things a little bit different. And, you know, everybody's running out. Six, seven, six, eight, six, nine guys who can handle the ball, shoot the ball, defend multiple um, positions and play multiple positions. I just don't think that this team is constructed in that way, and it's a hindrance. There, look, you're seeing the flaws exposed, and Jay, thanks for the phone call. You always see flaws exposed when you lose. That's what's happening here with the Knicks. By comparison, though, look at Miami and look at Spolstra. Okay? They don't have Tyler Hero. They don't have Victor Oladipo. Those are two of your rotation players. Plays 10 guys. Still played 10 guys last night. Think about that. I have a feeling the way this is all unfolding, I think there's a better shot of Udonis Haslam actually getting into this series than Evan Fournier. And Udonis Haslam is like 58 years old. He's essentially a player coach for Miami. This is officially going to be like his last year anyway, and he's like going to retire, retire. But like he don't play. But, I mean, Fournier is is literally nailed to the bench. And I understand that maybe he ain't what the Knicks thought he was when they gave him all that money. I, I totally get that. And maybe it wasn't the best fit. I'm with you. But it still doesn't mean that he's not playable, especially in a series where the other team is shooting the ball from three, the other team on defense is packing the paint to almost dare you not almost daring you to beat you from the outside, why wouldn't you take a stab on this guy and just see if he could provide a spark? I keep saying all it takes is one or two trifectas that could change the outcome and the momentum of a game potentially. Two baskets could be huge swing baskets, two huge possessions, and yet they're not willing to give that a try because we need to see Miles McBride for four minutes and Obi Toppin for six minutes. And we need to see the guys that are out there just keep chucking up threes really with no shot of making them. Then we know that when they do miss them, I mean, chances are there aren't going to be too many offensive rebounds coming their way. Because God forbid. I just, I, I mean, look, maybe we're past that point right now, but I was screaming about Evan Fournier over the weekend before we even got to game number three. Why not? Just to even provide a different look. You know, how many times have we seen, like, for example, in hockey, you know, where a team puts a new goaltender in, even a guy that maybe wasn't even playing that much, and how that could change the complexion of a series, or, sir, you know, dress a guy who had been a healthy scratch, and he comes in and makes a couple of big plays, helps change the momentum of the series, right? I mean, it's not like Fournier is some dude that they just signed off the street as an undrafted, you know, rookie tryout guy. He has done a few things in this league. And as I said, I wasn't the biggest fan. I wasn't the guy that was advocating for them to sign him, and I thought it was a mistake to give him all that money. But to completely bury the guy, this isn't Derrick Rose we're talking about, who's on his last legs. 800-919-3776, that's the number. More of your calls, and look, let's examine the question. You have faith that they can even just get one tomorrow. Just to get one 
and to get this thing back to Miami for Friday night. Where does your confidence level lie as far as that's concerned? Dan Gross' show, we're off and running till 10 right here on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Here's uh, Tibbs after the game last night talking about Miami and getting it done the old-fashioned way with some hustle. The hustle plays that Butler makes, Adebayo makes a ton of hustle plays, Martin makes a ton of hustle plays, uh, Lowry makes a ton of hustle plays, right? And oftentimes that's the difference. You know, like if you can get a turnover into the open floor and now you get an easy bucket, buckets are hard to come by in this series. I mean, not for nothing. Like, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, and maybe it's, you know, too naive of me to expect the head coach to, I don't know, impart some of that maybe in his guys. That, hey, the film don't lie. Like, this is this is easy. Like, the exercise today, when they gathered for film study and practice and whatever up in Westchester, let me tell you, you don't got to be a basketball aficionado to break this down. One team wants it more than the other does. Simple as that. Hustle plays, a five-year-old could sit there and pick that out on film. And it's happening way too often. Why is it happening? Why? Jerry in Long Island, he's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Jerry, how we doing? There we go. What's hey, up, Jerry? Hey, Jerry. All right, Jerry's got his, uh, Jerry's got the uh, radio on. You can't have the radio up, you know? You can't do it. See, the way it works is when you call in, they put you on. I've never called into a show before, I couldn't even tell you. Never done that. Well, no, I guess like when you call in to do like guest spots or whatever, they put you on hold, and you can hear the show through the phone. Like, that's how it works. There's no need for you to have the radio on. None whatsoever. You hear everything you need to hear. And then maybe if you can't even hear it that good, Harvey, what happens, right, is that, like, when you punch in the call, you actually, like, it gets louder and you can hear it even better. 
Right? Cor- correct. Yeah. See, it's it, it's like magic. It's magic. Al's in Holbrook. We'll try him. Al, what's going on, bud? How you doing, man? I'm a. I don't want to put a whole bunch of of bad juju on you on you, on you guys, but um, I'm a huge Knicks fan, and I see two things that's major with the Knicks, man. One is Tibbs. I think he got a shelf life, and I think he is about to expire. I mean, I feel like Evan Fournier. You made a great, and I, I, I called him for this point. Yeah, Evan Fournier. I I understand he. You know, he had some challenges. He's been glued to the bench all season. But if the Knicks offense, only offense, no motion, all the Knicks do is isolation ball, get it close as, to, close as you can to the rim, and then kick it out to a spot-up shooter if they collapse. That's all they do. Now, if, you're, if your shooters are not making shots, what is five, six minutes for Evan Fournier going to hurt the team? It's not. So why Evan Fournier can make those shots? I'm not saying he's the greatest basketball player, but he averaged 18 points a game in this league. He can make those shots. And Tibbs... Hasn't even tried. Hasn't even tried. And my second point really quickly mm-hmm. is is Randall. Listen, man, people turn the ball over. Stars have the ball most of the time. They turn the ball over. But And I don't care about Randall's points. I don't care about his rebounding. Effort. Like, he turns the ball over and then watches the other team go to – watches the other team, runs the other basket, and doesn't move from that spot. It's infuriating. Oh, my gosh. And you cannot do anything in this league if that's your leader. He can't hold no – Role play accountable if that's his effort. I'm not comparing Randall to Kobe by no stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying Kobe wouldn't allow no player on his team with that low effort. So how could Randall then hold any other player accountable if he's the alpha male, quote, unquote, alpha male on the Knicks? You can't win with this guy. You can't. You can't. You can't. Al, Al it's disappointing. It's, it's, it, Al, it's disappointing. And, 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 look, I don't think it's a stretch to say, and I thank you for the phone call, you need more. Need more from this guy. You know, I, I, I think maybe internally they want to almost throw bouquets his way that, oh, he's playing on a bum ankle. Right? And, and we don't know how bad he's hurt. It was enough for him to miss game number one. But this is the playoffs. If you can be out there, then there's no excuses. If you're good enough to suit up, if you're good enough to actually take the court and try to help your team win and play big minutes. I mean, he's playing 40 minutes a game when he's not fouling out. But if that's the case, no excuses. None. Brunson's out there on a bad wheel. That guy played the entire second half of the game last night. And he hasn't been perfect, but you know what? At least Jalen Brunson's like the only guy the only guy that you see consistently still hitting the deck to try to come up with loose balls. The only guy. He's got no excuse. He realizes, you know what? They brought me in here. They're paying me a nice chunk of change to be the floor general and to be one of the leaders of this team. But you admire the hell his effort that he's given you. Here's Brunson talking about the team's confidence. We're on the brink of elimination, so everything you've got, that should be the mindset of just everybody. No matter what you do, no matter what you have to do, you, know, you just got to go out there and give it your all and keep your confidence. I know it's kind of easy to say, but it's a big thing to keep your confidence. It's one thing to have confidence, but you still have to go out there and execute. You know, fans are the ones whose confidence is probably waning a little bit right now. But, you know, back to Randall. Here's why, right? Here's why you can't sit here and maybe just dismiss this as a one-off or just dismiss this as, well, he's hurt. 
Because didn't we kind of sort of see the same thing a couple of years ago in the playoffs? Right, didn't we? He's been worse this year than he was two years ago against Atlanta. Really has been. And what was the excuse then? I I, I mean, this is an all-star. It's a 2010 guy for you. And he's not playing like a 2010 guy in the postseason. He's like a 15-8 and eight guy. And those guys are pretty readily available. Not the ones that you're supposed to build your entire team around. So we sit here and you talk about the construction of this team and the roster and how they're built. We know that it's not a championship team right now. But when you discuss what it's going to take to get there, and last summer with the Donovan Mitchell thing, and you know we had some fun over the weekend with those Giannis rumors that Brian Windhorst threw out into the thin air about maybe the, you know, the Knicks are monitoring the situation in Milwaukee with Giannis. That's great, but you know what those two things have in common? Is the fact that those are number one guys, or at least number one guys more, definitely Giannis, but even Mitchell, a more of a suitable number one guy than, let's say, Julius Randle has played that role in the postseason. Donovan Mitchell's home right now because he didn't have as good a team around him. But he was still the leader of that squad. He did his part with the exception of one of those games. Six turnovers, an efficient performance, aside from the turnovers, aside from the carelessness. You need more. You need more. And you know something? There was a sequence last night in that game that, to me, summarized not just that game, but really has kind of summarized the entire series. Like, if this thing... If this thing continues to play itself out the way it has and nothing changes and Miami like wins tomorrow night in pretty much the same fashion in which they've won the last two games, the, 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 the image that is going to be fixated in my mind, and I'm sure a lot of Knicks fans as well, like when you think back to the Knicks Heat series, how did it play out? It's going to be Quentin Grimes trying to dunk over Jimmy Butler, not being able to, and then the Heat take the ball down the other end of the floor, Gabe Vincent draining a three-pointer. That's this series in a nutshell. 800-919-3776. Mike and Manalapin up next on the program. Michael, how are you? Good. How are you doing? What's up, Mike? Not much. Hey, I, I mean, it's, it's almost comical at this point. Before the series started, everybody was saying how the Knicks were going to go to the Eastern Conference Championship. And now all of a sudden, I mean, you included, you want Fournier in? He stinks. He, he was not going to do anything. Well, what are the other I mean, guys doing, Mike? To, what are the other guys? Well, Last night, the bench scored 10 points. 10. Okay. That's 10 but, more than I my, scored, and I was on my couch. But my point is, why is everyone so frustrated? The Knicks are what they are. They're not that great a team. So from going from a point where everybody thinks they're going to be in the Eastern Conference Championship to now getting on tips because he's not putting in Fournier – the guy can't play defense. He's never hit a big shot. It's it just who they are. I mean, it, it, think about it. Think about it. You guys are upset because Fournier's not playing five to six minutes? 
He's terrible. Well, it's not fact. Can, can I mean, you at least, Mike? I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that he's Michael Jordan. Of course he's not. But here's the problem: What is Miles McBride giving you? You play him four minutes. You know that he's not a threat to score. Obi Toppin, you're playing but, him six minutes. What's the point of even putting him out there if he's only getting five minutes? I mean, Evan Fournier is a guy who but, his specialty is shooting threes. I know he couldn't guard a parked car. I get that. But right now, you need a little all, bit of a boost. You might as well. I mean, the but, guy's in uniform. You're paying him. Try him. But also, you said Julius Randle played worse against the Hawks. No, he didn't. He won game two for the Knicks this year against the Heat. Without him, the Knicks wouldn't have had a shot. But he is who he is, too. He's not someone you can build a team around. But he's just hes soft. That's who he is. He's a, he's a malcontent. If he doesn't get his way, he gives up. Well, he, uh, he's not, he he's, see, Mike, he's not a malcontent. But, and, look, and you got to realize. And Brunson's not a superstar. Mike. And Brunson's not a superstar. Well, what, but what's a, su- what's a superstar, a though? What to you is a superstar? A superstar, it's, it's very elite. A superstar is where someone's going to get people in the building. But a superstar is also where a, they can't stop a guy or guard a guy. And Brunson's just not – it's not It's not disrespect. He's a good player, great player. But he's not a superstar. But, but Mike, was Jalen Brunson ever advertised as that? When the Knicks got him, they weren't getting a guy who was a number one. We knew that. No, but a lot of fans have now thought he was. So you need another player. Of course. I, so my Mike, you're preaching it, it, to the choir. It, but my point is, if you think about it, man, let's put Fournier in. That just shows you they're not ready to win now. Mike, they need more. Mike, uh, we know that. And I thank you for the phone call. I mean, we could go back and forth all day. We know that this is not a championship-caliber team, but my point is this. You're, rel- you're shorthanded, first of all. That's the reason we're sitting here screaming for Fournier more than anything is because you don't have Emmanuel Quickly. Emmanuel Quickly, who was supposedly your fire starter off the bench, who gave this second unit life, that when the starters needed a breather, he would come in, and it was almost like there was no drop-off. And in some cases, you had even increase in performance. So if you don't have Quickly, and Tibbs is still going to stick to that shortened rotation, what's Eric Spolstra's excuse? Like I said, Eric Spolstra is down Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo, two rotation players. And yet he's still going out there and playing 10 guys. So what's Tibbs' excuse? When the guys that you are turning to on the bench are giving you nothing. I mean, are you that stubborn that you won't even give this guy a shot? Give him at least like one sequence, five minutes, and see if he can do anything? Get in the flow? Maybe hit a couple of threes? Give this team some life instead? We're just going to keep him in street clothes? And run the same guys out there who are no threat whatsoever? I mean, to me, that's like the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over again. And guys, you know, I'm not the president of the Evan Fournier fan club. That's not what I'm trying to say here. But my point is you have to change it up. You have to. Because what you're doing now is sure as hell not working. Like David Peterson pitching for the Mets. We'll get to that in a little bit. 800-919-3776 is the number. Grasses show on this Tuesday. We're coming right back. 9870 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> no show tomorrow night, of course, because we got Knicks basketball, game number five, as they look to stay alive. But we're going to have a full show on Thursday again. How about that? All these shows now popping up as we start to put the NBA and the NHL to rest. Um, so full show on Thursday. Going to have the NFL schedules by that time. Have some fun with that. Cannot wait. You know I'm a huge schedule guy. Love the schedule. Cannot wait. And the Jets and Giants figure to be featured prominently when those assignments are out there. So, in talking about this Knicks series, you, you look at it from the other side. And Miami, look, they've been down this road before, especially the head coach. And the head coach is a guy that, you know, he took his lumps early on, remember? He thought that he was a puppet for – or people thought that he was a puppet for Pat Riley, nothing more, nothing less. Guy who started out as a video coordinator with the Miami Heat. And then I think Eric Spolster really was, you know, a guy who was going to hold the job. Remember that first year in 2010 when when LeBron and, and Wade and Bosh were down there? They got off to like a 10-10 and 10 start or something like that, and people were already speculating that Spolster was going to get fired. And Riley was going to like, you know, come down from the, the suite and, and coach the team himself. But that never happened. And championships later, guys considered one of the best coaches in the NBA. And if you needed any further example, you look at what's happening in this series right now. And they'll never cop to it, of course. But one thing that he said that was interesting after the game last night, he brought up the regular season. And it really got me thinking a little bit, not just even in the NBA sense, but in all sports. Here was Spolster last night talking about how this team, you know, what they experienced in the regular season kind of prepared them for this moment. We found the value in the grind of a regular season and a grind in the struggle. We found a beauty in that struggle. But without that struggle where we didn't have to find different solutions uh, to win and different guys stepping up so that they had the confidence for these kind of moments, if we didn't have the regular season, then you have zero chance to be able to do that uh, in the playoffs. There was nothing easy about the regular season. There's nothing easy about this postseason. You know, but if you can come to grips with that, it can make you collectively stronger. You think of the Miami Heat. They were the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference because of the whole play-in tournament thing, right? They were the eighth seed. And now they're a win away from the conference finals. You look at what's happening in the NHL playoffs right now, right? The Florida Panthers. They were the last team in the eighth seed, if you will, in the Eastern Conference. They're one win away from the conference finals. Philadelphia Phillies last year. They were the last team in to the playoffs in the National League. They go all the way to the World Series. Outside of the NFL, like, should we be looking at these regular seasons differently? Like, And baseball, of course, is the glaring example because you play 162 games. It's a grind. It's a marathon. There's no reason to react or go crazy, good, bad, or indifferent over, you know, a bad week, a bad series because it's so damn long. Football's the only one where maybe a game or two 
you hit the panic button and it might cost you here because there's only so many spots available and you only have so many opportunities to get into the playoffs. So look at this, right? I mean, you got the Knicks who were clearly better than Miami during the regular season, had home court advantage, deservedly so, and what is it getting them? What good is it for the Milwaukee Bucks? Like Milwaukee went out there, won 58 games during the regular season. They had the best record in the entire sport during the year. The entire sport. And they're home. And they already got the coach fired. You know, the, the, the sports themselves don't want to hear that. Makes them cringe because, remember, that's entertainment. They're still trying to sell a product at the end of the day. They want people to consume the regular season, to buy tickets, to watch it on TV. You know, how these networks get so hyped up, whether it's, you know, even our company here at ESPN with regular season NBA and NHL games and, you know, regular season baseball games and Fox and CV, whoever it is. Got to watch this game. Make sure you blow out your plans for Wednesday night, you know, January 13th, because you have to watch. You must watch the Clippers play the Memphis Grizzlies. And whoever wins that game, their fortunes are going to be changed forever. And whoever loses that game, their season is ruined. No, that's not the case. You know, we've seen two. I mean, look at look at the football giants. I mean, how many wild card teams are now winning Super Bowls? But like I said, football's the outlier because you only have 17 games. But it's all and, and you only have. You know, football, as opposed to these other sports, it's one game in the playoffs as opposed to a series. Where if you have a bad game in, in, in the NBA, all right, you collect yourself, you can win the next four, and you move on. Football, you have a bad game in January, you're going home. Right? Going home. You only got to be the best team that day. You don't got to be the best team, you know, best four out of seven, just 60 minutes. Four quarters. It's all it takes. Let's say hi to, if I could get this darn mouse to work, Chris in Monmouth, who is up next? Christopher, how are you? Uh, Dan, I'm good. Listen, we spoke last week. All respect to Mike in Manalapin. I'm actually, I actually live in Manalapin, but I'm from, I always say Monmouth County. But well, you guys we need to meet up at the grocery store and hash well, this thing out. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm sure Mike is a gentleman, but yeah, Mike, you're off on a lot of different things. I mean, first of all, I've been watching this game for a long time. It's I'm I'm sick, man. I love the Knicks, and I'm watching it. I'm seeing Randall. He's right about Randall. He's out of it for whatever reason. We've never had a Struce in the last ten years, and a guy just going to bloody you with the three. You are absolutely correct. Put Fournier in. You're not making him out to be Michael Jordan or anybody else. You're saying this guy is a proven three point shooter in the NBA. He's got three point shooting ability in the NBA playoffs. We gotta get this guy in. I mean, Obi Toppin, and I'm looking at him. He's a deficiency. He's not playoff ready. We are not playing playoff basketball. And Brunson is a superstar. And he makes made the good point about he's a superstar. There, he can make any shot, or he's like he's automatic. Yeah, I, I'm with you. But he's our superstar. I, I'm disappointed in Randall. I don't want to trade Randall. But man, I look at him like I'm like, dude, we're right here. Now I'm gonna say this: mm-hmm. if we win tomorrow night. And we could get our heads on straight. We could get that game in Miami. It's not impossible. Chris, how confident RJ, are you? Be honest with me. How, how confident, confident are you tomorrow? Okay. On a scale of 1 to 5, I'm a 3. How about 1 to 10? 1 to 10, I'm a 7. And I'm going to tell you why. A strong 7 be, or a weak 7? I'm a strong 7. i got to be. Because I have to say, 
we're better than this. We're we're more we have more than this. I think Tibbs is a good coach, but we're getting outplayed. And man, they were touring with touring with us yesterday. And also too, I don't know about you, Dan, but I'm looking I'm looking at this game. I know we played sloppy and we made we we didn't rebound. We were lazy. We didn't go after balls. You're absolutely right. But some of those calls are just like let the game go. Like let's play the game. It was very frustrating. But to see Obi and the hesitation, everybody. Randall with the hesitation, Brunson with the hesitation, drive the biscuit. The only guy, and he was lambasted for the last four weeks of the season, is Barrett. He's the guy that's actually playing with confidence. He made that error with Grimes and whatnot, and Grimes trying to dunk over Butler with a sky dunk. I mean, guys, you're in the playoffs, and Tim needs to say to these guys, guys, we're not going to win. But I think you do beforehand. You're right, Dan. you got nothing to lose. If that guy just gets you 10 points in threes, we could win that game. Look at what happened last night. And, and Chris, thanks for the phone call, my friend, as always. Okay? Look at what happened. Did you guys stay up late last night to watch the end of the Laker game against the um, Golden State Warriors? See who won that game for the Lakers last night in the fourth quarter? Wasn't LeBron James. Wasn't Anthony Davis. Wasn't Rui Hachimura. Wasn't Magic Johnson. Or anybody else they trotted out from the rafters. No, 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 no. It was Lonnie Walker. That's who won them that game in the fourth quarter. And I understand Walker plays a lot more regularly than Evan Fournier's played. But the only reason I'm bringing up Fournier's name is because if IQ is going to be out again, you want to see this same group go out there shorthanded again tomorrow night with no viable answers off the bench? Remember something. Josh Hart, even if he is coming off the bench, scoring is not his forte. That's not what he's here for, to provide offense. It's to do the intangibles. And whatever you get from him offensively is gravy. You need somebody whose primary objective is just to shoot and score. And when your season is on the line, the expression all hands on deck, I think it comes into play. Evan Fournier's got hands, and he should be on deck. All right, good first hour. Coming back for two more, 800-919-3776. Dan Grasso Show, we're rolling here, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs>